From the wheat fields of the Thumb to the cherry trees on the Third Coast, Michigan grows more than 300 different foods and products that we all enjoy every day. We're on a mission to find every local restaurant, manufacturer, and food company sourcing their ingredients right here in the mitten. And in the process, bridge the gap between the farm and your fork. We want to introduce you to all things Michigan agriculture and food. This is Michigan AF. Welcome to the Michigan Agriculture and Food Podcast. I'm your host, Noelle Nockreiner. Today, I am joined by the Director of the Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development, Gary McDowell. Thank you for joining us, Director McDowell. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be on. We're so glad that you're here to talk with us today. I want to begin by hearing more about you and how you got involved in the agriculture industry. I've been involved in the industry my entire life. I've, I grew up in a small town in the Upper Peninsula. I still live here called Red Yard. I'm the oldest of 10 children and on the family farm. I've been involved in agriculture right from the beginning. And we had the 80 acre farm. My dad worked out a lot. He was the local John Deere dealer. So me and my brothers, actually four brothers to five sisters, two of my brothers, myself, we were gradually took over the farm. Then we started buying local um, neighboring farms and renting them and up to got up to a thousand acres. Um, so that's how I got involved in farming. And I, I stepped out of the partnership. I was right now for this period of time. But when I'm no longer director, I'll be back on the farm. Uh, Farming, uh, you can take the, the, the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the boy. And um, I look forward to getting back on the farm. I just love a summer day. You get out there early and you're cutting hay and the smells and and just um, just the, the type of work you're doing. And at the end of the day, you can walk into that barn and smell that fresh hay and look what you accomplished in that day. And, you know, it's um, you're just really helping out your community, and also everybody depends on their local farmer. So um, just a great, great way to grow up, a great way to um, make your living. And I'm so glad that I had this opportunity. That's wonderful. So is it safe to say that walking into the barn at the end of the day is kind of your, you know, your favorite part of it being a farmer? It's one of the, when you can look, you know, and see what you accomplished on this day and and forward to the next to have the opportunity to be able to do it all over again. Wonderful. So you were appointed as the Director of Agriculture and Rural Development by Governor Whitmer in 2018. Can you share about your role as director and how you're promoting agriculture in Michigan? Well, I've been doing a lot of tours lately, going around and talking to different businesses and um, different and just seeing back down what we can do as a department looking forward and um, just the challenges that they faced um, our farmers and our processors they're, they're some of the hardest working people in the state of Michigan they're, they just faced these challenges and they just showed how resilient 
our farm community is and the real part of the state. And with the department, and growth to provide the best possible service to Michigan's rich food and agriculture industry. Um, I'm just grateful to have this opportunity to continue to work with our ag community. And we're so fortunate too with Governor Whitmer and her new budget, how strongly she is supporting the real part of the stage. There was $10 million, including her budget, for the new office of real development, 1st of January. And this is going to be focused solely on the real part of the state. And the pandemic really shined a light on the real, real Michigan and some of the issues that we have that we've kind of fallen behind. And this office is going to make sure that with the new economy, Governor Whitmer's new Michigan economy, that we will not be left behind. We'll be included and be able to prosper and best way with everybody else in the state. And just really excited, like I said, we've been interviewing this week for the director of the Rural Development Agency. Got some great candidates. Um, I know we're going to get a great person to, to head up this office and get it up and going and start making sure that everybody in the state prospers, regardless of what your zip code is. That's so great to hear. They really, the rural parts of this state do need a lot of assistance and attention. Uh, you know, you and I, I know both sometimes even struggle with, with the areas we're with, with uh, internet and broadband access. So that would be really great to have that assistance. So yeah, it's, it's more than just that too. It's everything rural, it could, you know, um, like infrastructure. And, and also in the budget, there was, $30 million for and with um, ag, processors, what for innovation and just making sure that we continue to prosper. And there's 3.2 million in last year's budget we're just implementing to, um, it was called um, innovation grants, farm innovation grants. And that's a lot of it, like with technology and, um, different aspects like that and how we can improve farming in the state actually become a hub that will look at Michigan as being a leader in technology and supporting their farm economies. And there is um, a million dollars to to support a, um, a program and a Buy Michigan Ag campaign. Other states have had similar programs, they've been very successful, and this will give us a chance to promote Michigan ag, which we are so fortunate. We're a powerhouse when it comes to agriculture in Michigan. Michigan's last year and over 300 different commodities. So we can, um, so we have so much to offer and this is going to give us an opportunity to spread that word, not just in Michigan to buy Michigan fruit and vegetables, but also across the country. That is fantastic. I mean, that's the Michigan Grow, Michigan Great campaign. We are, you know, dedicated to building trust and supporting farmers. So we're so glad to hear that that's going to be happening as well. So really, what is one thing that sets Michigan agriculture apart from the rest of the country? I guess um, it's just the diversity of Michigan. Like I just said, we have over 300 commodities like across the state. Um, we have the fruit and vegetables up the west side, and then we have 
like more like traditional farming, corn, soybean, potatoes, wheat, and um, to all the vineyards up in the UP here, we small dairy farms. We we specialize in hay, which um, in this area here, which is hay that goes down to the southern horse markets. But um, we also have just a unique um, advantage here with our great soils, um, our microclimates because of the Great Lakes and abundance of water. When you look at across the rest of the country, especially in the West, where there's 20 summer drought, Minnesota can fall in Michigan, we have water. And that's, that's just such a great part, of course, of, of agriculture. And the one thing I think we have that I know we have that sets us apart are our farmers themselves. Um, farmers in Michigan are innovative. They're, they're um, hardworking, resilient people who will continue to farm and make sure that our ag community continues to be a big part of Michigan's economy. I mentioned we are, last year was $104.7 billion that Michigan's food and ag um, industry added to our, our economy. And that's something we should be really proud of. And we're looking at every way we can to make that um, just the starting point now to just continue to grow and be a, not just make sure that everybody has safe, wholesome, nutritious food and also make sure our real prosper. That is wonderful. So as we enter March, it is Michigan Food and Agriculture Month. And so how is MDARD celebrating? It's, it's, um, it is. It's exciting in MDARD. And last year, it was our 100th anniversary of being a department. It was, <clears throat> excuse me, because of the pandemic, of course, we didn't get to do all the things we planned. So we're kind of kicking it off again this year. And and um. I'm planning several events in March to go out and just um, continue to talk to our producers, our growers, our farmers, in any way we can help them, but also to celebrate Michigan Ag, which is, um, like I just keep repeating myself, it's just <clears throat> such a unique, unique um, business here in Michigan. I'm in March, I just got um, several this last and I uh, was up at Gilbert's Dairy up in the Upper Peninsula, um, several of our local um, food establishments and that uh, use Michigan products. And coming up on the 2nd of March, I'm going to be at Cravings Popcorn in Old Town in Lansing here, the general store and meat in Old Town. And then um, on the 3rd or the 8th of March, I'm going to be at Chips in Saginaw. And then next the following week, Gleamers, Gleaners Community Food Bank of Southeast Michigan and Eastern Market. So um, everywhere we go, we're just going to have, and um, of course, celebrating the state. And coming up, um, I'm going to also be at Artex Pies because March is Pie Month. <laughs> so we're going to be, be there too. But the, that goes on all year. We have an activity plan. We have a great but I'm Dart here who helped me with helps me with these celebrations and we just just it's um it may sound a little corny, but we really enjoy this. We really enjoy um Michigan Ag Month. And of course this year this is especially special because 
we're also celebrating our 100th anniversary. That is special. I First of all, I did not know that it was National Pie Month, and so I'm not sure I need a more reason to enjoy <laughs> pies, but that's great to know. Um, and yes. I also just love hearing about you know, all of the the businesses that are sourcing their ingredients from here in Michigan that, you know, that support Michigan agriculture. That's so great to hear that, you know, you'll be taking that opportunity to visit with some of them as well. Yeah, we're going to continue to really support local processing. Um, We see like that they are focusing now. Remember two years ago at this time, when we were walking into grocery stores and seeing empty shelves and and we were really concerned, of course, about, and we've seen how fragile our food supply system really is. So we're looking at encouraging more local processing in Michigan. It's great for our local economies and our farmers, because our farmers, they have close markets, reliable markets, sustainable markets, and it's just good for your whole community when your farmer prospers, of course, so the rest of your rural community well and also it will surely sure up our food security we will have more food grown locally processed locally consumed locally so that's one of the things we're really focusing on too that's wonderful so you mentioned you know two years ago and and kind of takes me right back to that time and remembering mm-hmm. all of that it's really been a challenge for everyone and including our farmers can you share though some of the successes that michigan farmers have seen in the last two years really in spite of the pandemic yeah like two years ago when this first hit were supply chain issues um i'm making sure that we didn't have to do some depopulation with some of our um our livestock because everything slowed down the processing plants were having struggles of, and with the pandemic but farmers everywhere are so resilient we found a way to get through it and now um farmers continue to have supply chain issues um labor issues work issues that we're um, continuing to um, look at those issues. We are um, we have our migrant housing advisory committee is making recommendations right now to how we can help the community make sure that you know they have the best possible housing and other services. But they're so important to our agriculture in Michigan. They're an integral part of it, and so um, we're looking at that. We're looking at the High cost of farmers right now with fertilizer costs are up so much, like double their chemicals are way up. When fuel prices go up, of course, it really hits our farmers. So we're really looking at the proposal that the governor has for that investment in food and ag in Michigan to look at all those issues too, to make sure that if um, going forward, if anything like this ever happens again, that we'll be prepared or better prepared anyway. Absolutely. Consumers are becoming more engaged in the process of how their food is grown and produced. How is MDARD working to assure consumers that the food they eat is safe and wholesome? At the part of Ag, that's one of our main um, objectives is making sure that our food is safe. We have inspectors all across the state. They do a great job. Um, 
um, I'm so proud of the team here at MDAR too. That was one of the first things that I realized when I got this position, um, how hardworking, dedicated they are to protecting Michigan's food and also our, our human health and health and, um, and um, plant health, excuse me. But um, but we are, we're, we're making sure that your food is safe. And we're also, we are looking at these supply chain issues and looking at more local processing, and especially also in meat, because we all see the shortage in meat when across the country, I think there's four large companies that control 80%. So anything we can um, process and support our farmers at the local level, we're gonna to continue to do it. And one thing that we did see coming out of the pandemic is a great increase in urban farming. Um, which we see a lot of potential there. You only know, think of the city and um, farming, but there's a lot of vacant lots, open areas in the cities that um, now are being put into agriculture, growing fruits and vegetables for the people right there in the neighborhoods. This is something and we encourage that and see that continue to grow. But um, I guess I can say that under the governor's leadership, um, Michigan is just really, uh, making great progress coming out of this pandemic and we're going to continue with uh, to continue to grow and prosper in the rural part of the state along with the rest of it and i'm just really really proud to be part of this administration so you talked about some of the risks that face the industry with processing and and supply shortages and things like that how consumers really help address some of these issues and, and do their part to be part of the solution? Um, one thing I just kind of like, I look back at the pandemic, and this is just a very simple thing. The people who um, were all part of our supply chain issue from the farmers to the truck drivers, testing plants to the grocery stores, workers, um, thank them for what they did. They were there every day. They were, they were an essential workers and they took some great risks to make sure that the rest of us had food on our tables. And um, and I want to thank them too right now, personally. I, every chance I have, I have. Because um, you guys were a big part of us getting through this pandemic. Um, we talked about buying local, buying Michigan products, grown products. And with this campaign, um, the governor just a million dollars towards us, uh, Michigan foods, vegetables, our um, uh, meats will all be identified as Michigan grown, Michigan produced. So that's, I would hope that you would um, buy those products because like I said, they help our whole rural economy, um, they help our to get across. I just, this is enough. If um, every farm is like a small business on its own and they contribute so much to our rural communities. So support your local farmer, give them a pat on the back and thank them for what they do for us every day. Absolutely, always buy local. As you've stated, there are more than 300 commodities that are grown in Michigan. So how can consumers best seek out and find the, those locally grown foods for their families? Well, one place for in the season, your local farmers markets, your roadside stands—you know those are those are Michigan products. But I said with this campaign, um, this Michigan-grown campaign, they will be marked at their Michigan products. 
And a lot of times it's very difficult right now with some of the imports, like one that comes to mind right away is cherry juice. Um, so much is coming in from Turkey. And then their labels, they try to find the, the turkey label on it. It's almost impossible the way you have it ingrained in a plastic bottle. So, um, but the, now with this campaign, the Michigan grown cherries and process will be clearly marked. And so I just encourage consumers, um, buy our local products you know they're good they're wholesome you know they're safe and protecting yourself and your so you're helping especially in our rural communities absolutely well it has been a delight having you on our podcast today director mcdowell thank you so much is there any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners um i guess the, my final thought would be um just continue to support Michigan, Michigan grown, and with that, continue to grow, prosper, and be resilient. And in case, um, in case there is another downturn like we had with the pandemic, then we'll get through it. We're hardworking, resilient people, and you can be assured that your food is safe in Michigan. Excellent point. Thank you so much. Agriculture is the second largest industry in Michigan, and that is something to celebrate. During Food and Agriculture Month and all year round, take time to seek out foods and products and buy local. And thank you for listening, and we hope you come back soon. The Michigan AF Podcast is a project of the Michigan Ag Council and the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great Campaign. We are a coalition of farmers and agribusinesses committed to providing the best possible foods and products for our neighbors, communities, and the state we all love. To hear more podcasts and to learn about Michigan's agriculture-diverse sector, visit michigangrown.org.